Welcome to What's in Your iPad. We got a special guest today. Vortex is in the building. Vortex, shout yourself out. Tell everyone where you're from. I'm sure most of our listeners know where you're from, but shout your shit out. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so th- first of all, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I've been following uh, all of you guys for a long time now, <laughs> like years pretty much. So I uh, really, really appreciate it. Definitely humbled to be here and uh, really, really, really uh, appreciate it. Like uh, the, um, the the content that you guys create uh, every single week really is, is a big part uh, of, of my content appetite uh, that I like to consume every week. So when it comes to music and music production, so really appreciate that. Uh, and then uh, for me personally, uh, I go by the pseudonym uh, Vortex and I created a company called Mobile Music Pro and it's a YouTube channel that is essentially is creating resources and information for mobile music producers. So pretty much anybody who's producing music on your iPhone or iPad, we're trying to help you out, trying to get you, trying to get you started, trying to get you some resources, trying to get you some samples, uh, and trying to give trying to do giveaways and all that good stuff to try to be able to help uh, both new and uh, professional, uh, both novice and professional producers out. Yes, sir. And so we're delighted to have you. Thank you so much. And. Um, we dropped the episode called the investing episode and Vortex hit me ASAP and was like, yo, we got to talk. <laughs> we got to talk. And he was super hype and excited. And I was like, let's do it. So Vortex, tell us what's up with, with the investing episode that, that sparked you. Yeah, for sure. So uh, really, there was just um, you, when you first of all, you guys put the big Bitcoin logo on on the on the actual thumbnail. So right away, I was like, oh, my God. OK, what, what's going on here? What, what, what are you guys talking about? So I had to open up the video. Uh, of course, I was going to watch it anyway. But man, uh, I, within the first 15 seconds, I, I think I messaged you before I finished mm-hmm. watching the entire episode uh, because of that uh, Bitcoin logo that you threw on there. So as soon as you did that, uh, that definitely got me excited because essentially um, uh, I've been doing uh, music production now for uh, since 2013 or so I've been studying music production since about 2013. So it was only in 2013 when I actually learned like what a pluck was and what an 808 was and so on, right? So it was, uh, it's been a few years, but I'm still consider myself learning, of course, and consider myself new. So, uh, but uh, during that time, uh, I was also a software development by trade. That was my uh, day job. Was I, I was a software uh, developer, programming and specializing in web application development and C sharp uh, for about 15 years there. And that what what, what happened was around 2012, 2013, uh, what came across uh, my purview on the slash dot blog, which is a Blog for programming geeks that you probably, you guys probably don't know about. Um, uh, Bitcoin came across <laughs> that. And that's when I first discovered it's around 2012, 2013. And so I got really like, you know, I went down the rabbit hole, as we like to say, in the Bitcoin space and really got uh, excited about what this technology can do uh, for just not just uh, your average day person, but just humanity in general, uh, what, what, what this can actually do. Because once you understand what it's actually fighting, uh, then, you, uh, then you can really understand its importance. Mm-hmm. So we can, of course, again, get into that later. But essentially, uh, when you guys uh, uh, dropped that that uh, dropped that episode, that, that definitely got me excited because I have been into Bitcoin now for about 20, uh, since 2012, 2013, right around the same time, actually, that I got into music production, right around the same time. And um, I've been doing a podcast since 2015 through 2020. And I recently quit that podcast about Bitcoin uh, and um, uh, cryptocurrencies to pursue my dreams of music, uh, to create a company in the music space in the music mm. business. So, but, so that's where I come from there. So I really am really into Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is my first, oops, uh, Bitcoin is like my first child, my first love got to have that. Um, but then in addition to that, you know, music is something that's always been in my family. I'm actually a third generation musician. So, um, my, both my dad, uh, my grandpa played uh, musical instruments, uh, the guitar and piano and sang. Uh, so it was always going to be, it was always going to be without me. Des- uh, the destiny was always going to put me in music together. But, uh, until that time, I uh, really, 
actually did study Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And so what I thought was I could maybe help you guys out uh, by uh, asking, answering some of your guys' questions uh, and, and, and maybe diving into a couple of specific topics relating to music and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and why really it is so important and why, you, uh, why I think everybody needs to start paying attention to it. Right, right. Um, first off, because I was uh, one of the early people too, like on Bitcoin, but I didn't take it that serious. I kind of, I didn't have the time, so I passed it off. Been listening, research everything you know, but figure it out, find it out, because this is going to be big. And um, it turned out big. Needless to and say- it's just beginning. Had, it's just beginning. Yeah, <laughs> it is, right. And needless to say, he had his hands on like six and fucked it up, but because he didn't believe in it. And now look at oh, all I this got a time. story for you. I got a story for you later too. <laughs> Tell it, tell it. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, well, first of all, everybody in Bitcoin wishes they had more Bitcoin. Okay, first of all, like, everybody who's been in Bitcoin for any amount of time, especially years like I have, uh, wishes that they could have, should have sold the damn house, should have sold the car, should have mm. sold the dog, should have sold everything for for, the, for Bitcoin. But unfortunately, that's not you know how it was. So I was Shit, a software developer. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so I was just a software developer, you know, just doing my uh my nine to five there. Um, and uh, I did it just um I didn't really have a whole lot of money to invest, so I basically you know just uh just put in what I could and stuff like that. But essentially, uh, my a quick story for for that was um I first uh was introduced with um to Bitcoin from that Silk Road or from that article on Slashdot that was talking about Silk Road, which was if you don't know a website, a dark market website where you could purchase uh, illicit goods with Bitcoin. So you know pretty much every kind of drug you could ever think of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could purchase, you could purchase on there. And so uh, well, I, I that just fascinated me that anything like that was actually possible. So I went through sixty six coins on Silk mm. Road buying just uh, medical marijuana. Man, <laughs> 66 coins before I ever knew what Bitcoin was. You know, this was back when Bitcoin was $25 a coin. So, you know, right. an eighth was like 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 2.5 coins. And so this mm. was way back in the day when we had to buy Bitcoin like with a red phone and you had to like transfer money to over yeah. the top. It was just nuts. It was nuts. So, um, but yeah, so that, that's a bit of a story there. And everybody like has gone through. I have friends that have spent 30 coins on a television. I got friends that spent eight coins on a sandwich in 2013. Man. Um, you know, we just didn't know. <laughs> Yeah. We hoped, we hoped, but we, you know, yeah. we didn't really, really know, um, really know. And, and uh, when you, if you guys got a question, I'll be happy to answer it, but I can tell you where, where, where this thing is headed as well. Oh yeah. I definitely believe it's headed somewhere big, but I'm at the stage of now that I'm getting into it. Cause I still don't know shit. Still don't, but I've been for the last few months, just putting money in when it's low. Like I've been studying the graph. So, yes. you know, when it goes to a high, I have certain numbers, I pull it out and I keep the profit and then I wait for it to drop again. But there's so much more to Bitcoin. I know that. Sure. So and what I also doing have, is a, I have a whole other account where I just keep some Bitcoin. I don't even, I'm not even looking to make it. I'm just going to leave it there because I believe in another five to 10 years, that should be crazy. Absolutely. And so, absolutely. So you're, you're, you're pretty much doing it right. What you're kind of doing is a little bit, a little bit day trading and then a little bit high yield savings account. So what I kind of want to tell everybody is that, uh, like Bryce said uh, last episode, really you want to treat it for the average person like a high yield savings account. You essentially just put a little bit in every week or every month and maybe one less movie, maybe one less pack of cigarettes, maybe one last go, you know, one, one less uh, going out to eat. And you just put that into Bitcoin every, every month, every week of every month. And I, I assure you that you will be able to retire before all of your friends uh, if you mm. just do that for, for for a few years and so essentially that's really and that's kind of how the stock market like used to be that's how um you know uh banks used to be you used to be able to put your money in a bank and earn interest off that but mm -hmm. of course that's no longer the case the system as it is right now is pretty broken and it'll, it'll officially broke 
March of last year, March of 2020, the system officially broke because essentially you could, it no longer was like it was for the last 30 years since the 80s, where mm-hmm. you could rely on bond markets, you could rely on the stock market for certain things, you could rely, rely on interest rates. Everything was relatively normal. But now, now we're in a negative interest rates, as Brian was talking about last uh, episode, where you, ha- <laughs> you have to pay the banks for the privilege of keeping your mm-hmm. money in, in, in the bank. And what that does is that um, stimulates spending and destroys saving. And so not only are they, you know, putting more money to be able to destroy your savings in general, but they're also now using negative interest rates to assure that the average person does not be able, is not able to save. And so that's why I think it's so important to remind people to treat Bitcoin like a high yield savings account where you actually get some yield, you actually get some profits, you actually get some money for storing your coin, for storing your, your value in Bitcoin. And really that's the main, main value proposition for Bitcoin is this long-term store of value. Because up until, you know, Bitcoin, before Bitcoin, only billionaires Billionaires were able to be able to do some of the things that Bitcoin allows you to do, like store your money for generations, like store your money with no th- counter, third party counterparty risk, like store your money where nobody could seize it or, or steal it. You know, so really, this is this is now brought down to the average to everyday person where you could actually for your hard work, store your hard work now in, in, a, in a medium. Uh, in something you know, like financial energy in this network that is Bitcoin, you could store that financial energy now for the entirety of, for, for hopefully for the rest of human, humankind. So you could literally, for your children, for your children's children, for your children's children's children now can have and store value and all the hard work that they are going to put into this world. You can actually now uh, benefit from that uh, within a real tangible way that is transferable across generations. And that is just super, super, super important for building something that we call generational wealth or something you know that you might have heard that, that term before from financial advisors that is like the big big that's the big game that's the big idea is to is to generate this wealth because essentially if you're not making money while you're sleeping if you do not make money while you sleep, you essentially will be working for the rest of your life. And it used to be really easy to make money in your sleep. You could put money in a bank, you could put money in the stock market pretty easily in a big company like IBM that you trust and work for 30, 40, 50 years for, then get a pension for. But now it, it, the system's broken. It's gone. It's wasted. The dollar is melting. So let's say, so this, the, the same problem that I have is 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 the same problem that a, that a billionaire now has or a many many multi hundred millionaire they have i have a couple hundred dollars in the bank they have a couple hundred million in the bank but the problem is the same where our cash our money is literally melting away like an ice cube at 20% per year mm-hmm. now for me hundred dollars that's only twenty dollars a year not so much for me not, not a big deal for me but for the average but for like even uh but but it's still an average deal because you you can see that if you have like a couple thousand that's still like if you have a thousand in your account that's two that's uh 20 to 200 Basically, twenty dollars gone every single year. So essentially, now you 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 no longer can save. So with Bitcoin, you can now have this savings account where you can store your money, you can store your wealth, and it's just so so important, especially as entrepreneurs, as as we all are, you know, here trying to work hard to to build something for the community, to build something for that people can actually use and and get value from. Um, we need to be able to store our value that we create from that as well. And so, you know, with this with Bitcoin, that's really the big value position is being able to save not only save your money but save uh, your money and have it actually appreciate. For, for right. a long time to come, because we're very, very early days right now. We're very, very early. Bitcoin's main value proposition is that store of value, digital gold. Well, the market cap of gold is $7 trillion, roughly $7 trillion right now. That puts every Bitcoin at $350,000 a coin, and that's just for gold. Bitcoin is going to do many more things than just gold, than take over gold. It's going to take over gold. It's going to take over corporate treasury accounts. It's going to take over remittance. It's going to take over you know savings, essentially store of value. It's going to take over the bond market. It's going to take over 
trillions of dollars of wealth in it, essentially over time because it is a bit cheaper, better, faster. It's a better platform. So essentially, if I know you might feel that it's late in the game. Everybody's looking at me like, like Vortex, you're crazy. Like it's 50,000. 50, nah, I, I don't I, think I so. Yeah, I think boat. it's going to go high. But I thought I was late in 2013. There's people that were late in 2017. You right. are not late because Bitcoin has so much more wealth to go. On a big old, on a big old S curve like this, we're right at the knee. We're right at the knee, right before it goes, you know, all the way up over the next decade, over the next 10 years. And essentially, Bitcoin is solving a very, very important problem. And that is the problem of value, the problem of creating value and storing value without a human or third party intervention. Because every time, every single time we, we let humans touch the money, every time in every civilization throughout hundreds of years, go back thousands of years, every time from Rome to whenever, when we let the humans touch the money, they chip away at it, they start stealing it, and they start stealing the people's money. I love the every way time. you just said that. Like Every time. He said that shit like, we're not human in this room. I like that. <laughs> every time we let the humans touch the money, man. Every time they screw nah, up. I, I get it. But up. let me ask you a question because I don't know how true this is. I'm like not knowledgeable at all, but someone had told me that a few years ago, Bitcoin dropped like to zero. Is that true? Like in seconds and so, it was gone for a minute. Like so early days um, there when Bitcoin was around a dollar, uh, maybe $12, it was trading kind of pretty crazy because there was only one single exchange on the entire planet that held 90% of all the Bitcoin value uh, that, that people used the trade Bitcoin for. And that was called MT Gox. And for just a little bit of a short time back in, I think it was 2011, 2011, uh, Bitcoin did in fact drop from like $11 down to pretty much like $1, like a few cents. And so for a few seconds, you could pick up Bitcoin for about a penny for mm. Bitcoin for just a few seconds and then mm. it went back up to $15. Uh, oh, the next see, day. that's happened. not too bad of a gap. The way they explained it to me, it was like, it was way more than $11. Well, so, so let me tell you how Bitcoin works. Because Bitcoin has the, Bitcoin works in cycles. It grows in cycles. So every four years is a cycle. And what okay. we're in, where we're in, where we're in the cycle are right now is we're in the bull market. So let me tell you how it works. So Bitcoin, we'll start with, for the, with a bull market. Bitcoin goes up to, in the bull market, right? We go up, then we exhaust the, 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 the buyers and we start uh, getting more sellers. So it's correct. So then it goes correct for about a bear market for about a year or two. And then we start capitulating, we go in sideways. And then, so we, we, we build, we, re, we rebuild, reaccumulate, all the, all the whales rebuild, reaccumulate, and then we go up again. And the reason why we go up again and, and even um, uh, higher than before is because of this thing called the halving. Every four years, Bitcoin, the amount of Bitcoin that gets produced every day gets cut in half, making it more valuable, more scarce, because it's making it more scarce, which makes it more valuable. So because of these cycles, Bitcoin has gone up and down in dramatic fashion. So for example, mm. we went up to $1,200, then went back down to two. We went up to $20,000, went back down to three. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's very volatile because it's so early. The world is still figuring out what Bitcoin is. But after March of 2020, last year, when the system broke and every almost every corporation realized that they need to have their treasuries and their money in Bitcoin, we have now crossed a threshold where Bitcoin is in a new phase. And this new phase is made up of huge people. This new phase is made up of billionaires, uh, wealth managers, you know, um, uh, CEOs, uh, um, family offices, large, uh, from everything from a small company to a large company, Bitcoin is now real people realizing they need money in Bitcoin because if you store it in the dollar, it's, it's a melting ice cube. So mm -hmm. now in this new phase, Bitcoin probably won't drop quite as much, but we've still seen in, our, in this bull market, when Bitcoin went up to 50K, we've still seen 30% drops. 
28 to 30% drop. So we've still seen it go up and then, you know, correct 30% or so. Now, yeah. on the past, we've seen 50, 60, 70% drops. That's the question in everybody's mind. Are we going to have that again in this cycle after this? Right, right. That's the question. And in my mind, personally, I think we're in something called the super cycle that we've never seen before. And I think that the bear market, when it comes, is going to be very short maybe a few months, six months, and then we're going to go start going right back up again because there's okay. just so much value and now the world is figuring it out. So let me ask you a question. So um, I've seen uh, lately that a lot of like um, like big banks and corporations are, they, they're shifting to like, to uh, create their own like uh, cryptocurrency, like what like what is what what effect does that have? Like is is it basically the same way that they trying to like have something where it's like a a value keeper as well? Like is, so is there's that- two there's there's two things to that. So there's one thing where there's companies that are, are trying to create their own coin, right? They're trying to create their own token because it's like printing your own money. So so a lot of a lot of people are like hmm. That sounds pretty good. So a lot of companies are, you know, creating their own token. Now there's a lot of shady companies that are doing this, but then there's some regular companies that are doing it the right way uh-huh. and are treating it kind of like uh, gift points or you know um, miles, like like airplane miles. Yeah. So they're treating it more of like an actual token instead of hey, buy my token and you'll get rich when it when it appreciates like Bitcoin did. They're mm-hmm. saying no, you know, this is part of a, a greater system where you could uh, you can earn some of these tokens when you purchase this and get a deagle, and you know you could use these tokens for something, maybe to cash in for an, uh, for another object, uh, another object, right, uh, mm-hmm. another product. So that's okay, that's cool. But then you got the shady people that are making their own cryptocurrencies, claiming they're better than Bitcoin, claiming they're better than Ethereum, claiming they're the next big thing. And look at my coin; it's only it's only a dollar. But look, Bitcoin was only a dollar too, and now look where it is. So where do you think my coin's gonna go? And so you know, there's a lot of that, unfortunately. And that we really saw the height of that in 2017. It's not happening so much anymore. It's more legit companies that are actually creating tokens now. Um, yeah. But you still gotta watch out for that craziness. Now, the second part of that is corporations in general. When I kept say, I keep saying like corporations. So what I mean by that is large corporations have something called the treasury, and what this is is the amount of money that sits on their balance sheet that they can use to spend. And yeah. so that's basically like profits essentially. And so what happens is. So there's a lot. There's about three, four trillion dollars in corporate treasuries right now on Wall Street in the United States, roughly. So there's enough. Uh, there's a lot of capital that companies are holding. For example, you know, Apple has like two, has like, like billions and like hundreds of billions of, in, in capital. But so there's a roughly around three or four trillion. Now, all of that money is again a melting ice cube. We have trillions mm. of dollars, trillions of dollars now. That's a melting ice cube as of March of last year. Okay. Because okay. as of March of last year, everybody was like, oh, only two percent inflation. I can deal with that. That's okay. I'll put some money in the markets. I'll put some, I'll I'll figure it out. I'll get back that 2%. Now we are living in a world with negative interest rates and 20, 20 plus percent asset inflation. Whoops. Literally like this is crazy guys. This is unheard of. This is unprecedented territory that you've never seen before when we're living in a 20 plus percent asset inflation time. And that's Mm. only going to get worse over the next 10 years as they continue to, to, to approve more and more to, trillion dollar deals and print more trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. We've printed more money in 2020 than we did in the last decade. And we've printed mm. more in the last decade than we've did ever in history, in uh, you know, in, in United States history. So it's getting really bad. It's ramping up. Everybody could turn their eye before, you know, everybody was all the rich, uh, from the rich to the poor, everybody was like, no, everything's pretty good. United States is good. Dollar's good. Everybody needs a dollar. Ruha, everything was good. But as of March of last year, when the pandemic hit, the cards mm-hmm. that was in, that was inevitably gonna fall down anyway, fell down because of the way that the system was going the, uh, for the past thirty years on its trajectory. So now it's a new world. 
March of last year, as of after March of last year, we were in a new world where you need, everybody needs Bitcoin. You need Bitcoin just to be able to save your money so that it doesn't get printed away. You need it for that. But mm. you'll also need it because it's the internet of money. It's the So it's like in the 90s when you're like, do I need a website? Maybe. Now it's like, well, I need a website. I need a social media. I need a, <laughs> I need a text. I need a, everything, right? So with Bitcoin, it's like, do I need a Bitcoin wallet right now? Well, no, I need Bitcoin integration to my company. I need to be able to create some kind of token. And you know, all these, there's going to be all these things we can't predict that, that you're going to need Bitcoin for. But everybody just needs it right now for sure just mm-hmm. to save their own money so it doesn't get melted away like an ice cube. Mm. That's crazy. Now, where does the, uh, the average person start with a Bitcoin wallet if they don't know? Sure. So where you want to start, uh, there's a couple different places to start. Uh, one of the places I recommend is Coinbase.com because they're federally insured. So it's just like a bank. So when you buy Bitcoin at there, you know, you're federally insured up to $100,000. Now I'm glad you said that because I read an article the other day. I was telling Cheese and it said Coinbase is not, is is FDIC, but it said, uh, and I say that to say that, you know, not everything on the internet you read is 100% sure, true. Sure. You have to research. But it was just an article at the top of the page in my search that I happened to notice that said everything is 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 FDIC on there except for uh, your crypto, your Bitcoin, basically. And I was like, what? That doesn't so, even... So- yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So basically, like what, what what Bitcoin is, when you get into Bitcoin, there's going to be different levels and layers that you're going to go through. So the first, definitely the top layer is like a Coinbase.com or a Cash App to be able to, to buy and store your Bitcoin. So right. it's, it's, you're going to be completely secure there, even if it's not FDIC. It's, you know, there's definitely parts of it that is insured that you're going to be okay for. And especially anything under $10,000, you know, it's, it's, you're definitely, definitely okay. But anything, when you, once you start to get over a hundred thousand, then what you do is you use a third party that, that are now coming online to help you secure your Bitcoin. So there's, um, there's something called CASA, C-A-S-A, um, that will actually for a fee per year, help you, uh, hold one of the keys that um that open up and unlock your bitcoin for you so that okay. you can uh, uh so you can have not just store stuff just yourself and be on your own and be out of luck if something goes wrong you could actually have your hand held a little bit with something like casa and that's when you want that's 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 but that's the upper echelon levels that's like ten thousand dollars a year you got to have a hundred thousand dollars plus of bitcoin to do something like that but that's where you could go but just for the average person you just need coinbase or cash app and you're good to go now once you get over a few thousand dollars in bitcoin then you want to start storing it yourself because that's one of the big benefits benefits of Bitcoin is the fact that you can store it yourself. Literally, you can do what only billionaires could have done before Bitcoin is hold your own assets without a third party. That is crucial. That is the the base, one of the base propositions of Bitcoin. We call that uh, unconfiscatable. You know, you can't, nobody can take it from you. Nobody can steal it. Yeah, that's what I want to get to. So that, so to do that, you would buy something called a hardware wallet. And that's like around a hundred bucks, 50 to a hundred bucks at the most. And that will securely store your coin for up to many tens and tens of thousands of dollars. I know really? people that store millions. I know, I, know, I know companies that store millions on a Trezor and then, you know, programmatically transfer that to a, other different wallets and other different devices. But that Trezor is like locked in a room that's secure. It's just this little, little USB device, but it's locked in a huge secure room because there's several of them storing millions of dollars on it to, to, for a company. 
So mm. you can store as much as you want on it, but I recommend, you know, um, once you get over a hundred thousand, if that ever happens, definitely. Cause Bitcoin will appreciate, you know, you may find yourself, I say these big numbers and they sound crazy, but you know, uh, you, you may just find, you may just be surprised at what Bitcoin does over the next 10 years. So yeah. when you, so when you, so when you, uh, when you have like under 10,000, these little wallets are so nice and so secure and, um, you can back up your, your, your password on multiple other devices and store those across your house and in your car and other things like that so that if you uh if this one device ever goes ever gets messed up or it gets or gets damaged you still got that key that you can then buy another device from amazon and then attach that key to it and now you got your money back because it's all about the keys that open up it uses something called cryptography and cryptography uses something called um uses something called public and private keys and these private keys that's what you want to hold that's what you uh you you hold and store across you know multiple different places for example i've got uh, multiple keys stored in locked uh, safety locked deposits uh boxes in banks in family members across the country so i've got stuff stored all sorts of the places that's where you can get to if you if you want but um just off the top all you need hundred dollar wallet fifty to hundred dollar wallet and you're good you can store that in a safe uh, and and use all the the uh, techniques that we've used for the past ten thousand years of of physical storage for that device because you can actually physically store Bitcoin by physically storing that key or you could store it in your mind if you really want <laughs> you can store uh, you can store there have been people that walk across borders with millions of dollars in Bitcoin with the password right up there ah uh, <laughs> that's too, that's too risky man <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> No, it's too risky. No, no. I don't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, because what happened with but that yeah. guy? He lost like how many Bitcoin, right? Because he he didn't know his password or some yep. shit. Oh, there's been a bunch of articles on that. There's been there's been a, one article that was particularly interesting on Engadget where a guy uh, took you through a whole story where a month long process of trying to get back his Bitcoin. He hired a hacker to be able to help get this device and um and get the password correct. And he and after a certain amount of attempts, uh, he finally got it because each attempt uh, gets gets bigger and bigger. So each time you you miss you uh, misrepresent the password, it'll get longer. You can try it again only in another day. And eventually, mm. he got it to where he can only type in one password a month. Because he typed in the password so many wrong times. And so at that point, he hired the hacker. And then, like, the first password was wrong. So he had to wait another month. Oh, and the hacker, man. like, tried to get it. And the, but then he got it with the second one. So the hacker actually, like, you know, he sent the 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 device to the to the person. Because this person actually does this as a service. Uh, believe it or not, there's people that, that help you get mm-hmm. your coin back as a service. Because there is, no, there is no 800 number for Bitcoin, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> Right. So, you know, there's people that actually like you can pay for like to, to recover lost Bitcoin and they usually charge about half your coin because mm. there's about nobody else that can do it. It's like yeah. half a dozen people that could do it on the planet, like a few dozen people. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they should come together and make one. Mm. <laughs> hey, you, you can make a company go, hey, you, you should make a company called 1-800-BITCOIN and literally help people like with their stuff and like people will call you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you, you're schooling me, man. <laughs> I'll keep it in with you, man. You know? Muffet, uh, he, uh, he'll, he'll either buy um, an egg bing muffin that costs two sixty four or something else that costs two nineteen based on how the, um, how the market is going that day. You oh, know what I mean? Interesting. Born That's cool. <laughs> That's freaking awesome, man. See, th- th- there's people, there's stock traders that like literally have their uh, their bathroom breaks timed on their schedule. 
Mm. Like it, it gets like, you know, people get really crazy with money. I, I don't know. But for me personally, I just try to just do my savings every, you know, every, every month, every week, every month and just live uh, pr- pretty, pretty meanly, you know, pretty, pretty moderately because, you know, Bitcoin, like I say, it's still so early. So I know that my Bitcoin still has 10, 100 X to go in the next decade, you know, so yeah. I, I definitely very much, you know, uh, try, to, try to save that. It's funny because you brought up Cash App. I started uh, buying through Cash App, but I liked Cash App because when you want your money right away, when you want to trade, they give you your money right away. But the yes, fees ma'am. are too much. Like, yeah. so it, it depends. You know what I mean? Like, I use Coinbase as well. And um, Cheese just put me onto Gemini. So I'm actually going to start using Gemini. Oh, no. um, That's a good exchange. Yep. Yeah. But, um, what I like about Gemini, you could do this on Coinbase too, but you, I noticed the, the interest rates weren't high on Coin, Coinbase. You could take some of your Bitcoin or any crypto on there and put it on the side to earn interest in Gemini. Oh, okay. And it's yes. still, what I like about it is still adding up. Like if, if Bitcoin is going up, that little bit of money you put on the side is still going up as well and earning interest. You so, discovered two of the, the things that, that the rich people do every day is they earn money off interest. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing is they, they put the money in interest and they earn money off the markets. And if for some reason, nobody ever teaches average people that. Nobody ever teaches the regular person right. that. I didn't know that until I was like 29. Like, yeah, like, they don't want us to have I, I didn't even start saving until I was 28 <laughs> or 29 years old. So like, yeah, I, I was kind of thrust into uh, you know economics and finance by learning about Bitcoin. And yeah, it's just, it's just absolutely insane how 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 many times these people 100x their money in a given day uh you know on the things that we that regular people have just no idea about like when you when you hear a new company come out like an IPO uh, if you ever heard of that initial public offering when a, when a company goes public that at that point the regular investors have already 1000x their money in the early <laughs> days from going all the way back to being a seed investor or an early angel investor you know so by the time you get to the public they're just dumping on the public all an IPO mm. is literally a dump on the public for all the investors that came before it so it, and again you'll never know this Unless you unless you go to college and they teach you this these all this crazy crap, or unless you read, I'm mean, obviously in in the, in the age we have today, you have to read about it. But I was fortunate enough to where I, I wasn't able to go to college, so I just literally went to the College of Twitter. Yeah, and, and that's what I learned. <laughs> we 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 we're all uh, uh, students of YouTube University. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Proud graduate. Yes. But I go back full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm a YouTube graduate. I'm a YouTube graduate. I'm going to get my YouTube PhD. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the best way. Yeah, no, I, no, it's, 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 I mean, it's free, you know, at the end of the day, there's a few commercials, like, so what? Like, I can wait five seconds, you know, sometimes I might need that mental break anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Could you imagine if we had this shit when we were kids? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. I used to pray, I used to pray at night, like, oh, my God, if you gave me a computer... God, what I, I wouldn't even go outside no more. No. You just triggered some. <laughs> you just triggered some crazy memories. I remember when I was young, like five or six, seven, eight years old, dreaming about having the internet because my friend had the internet and I had to go to the library. And I'm like, oh, to have the internet and email in my own house. Well, you're a baby, Vortex. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're a baby. He said five, six. I said what? I was, you're I a was baby. Like high school when I first saw. Yeah, that. yeah. I think I'm I coming up on forty. Kid. I'm coming up on forty, so I'm, I'm doing all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't crack that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, not too bad. Okay, you ain't that. I still got to see the other that. side before the internet actually. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. That's that's that. I, I always feel like everybody that got to get the the little bit of the analog world and the digital world, like kind of, like it's it kind of made you un- appreciate the digital world a lot more than if you mm. just 
on right into it. There's definitely people, key people in the banks that kind of knew what this could become, but mm -hmm. all of them, all of them dismissed it as a one-off, as a fluke, as it's never going to succeed, as it's never going to get any bigger, just like with the internet. It, 